Yo, yo, yo. What up, guys? This is Troy Brave here with the Endless Winning Podcast, Advancing Life Daily. I am stoked that you guys are here right now. Uh, I'm about to bring you guys a podcast that's probably one of the most exciting topics for me to talk about. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Firstly, let me say this, is that a lot of people that are, you know, attempting to be influencers or are influencers today, their goal is to build a group, to build a following, to be able to monetize that following by selling them some type of subscription or some type of book or some type of service, uh, you know, after they've already built this, you know, this following. And I want to let you guys know that is not my intention whatsoever. My goal and my endeavor is to bring you guys rock solid content from personal experience and from other successful people that I surround myself with and to bring it to you guys absolutely for free. I believe that the value that I'm going to get back from this is a community of people that are high achievers that are going to so impact the world around us that I'm going to thrive and I'm going to enjoy and I'm going to benefit from what you do and what you create for the world around us. So I want to thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Um, This month, we're going to be talking about uh, a book and we're going to be kind of doing a deep dive in a book that is absolutely changed my life. It's called Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt. And what's pretty exciting for me about this book is that over the years, you know, over 10 years now, I, you know, sales experience, about a half a decade uh, of business experience, uh, built a business that went from zero to, um, you know, multi-millions of dollars in uh, just three years. And I, I claim no fame on it. I really, I've been able to surround myself by successful business people and I've been able to learn from them. But I have spent a lot of time just you know, meditating on success, meditating on personal growth, meditating on advancement in life. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of information that I get from other people that have kind of already paved the way. And, you know, I do like to do some, you know, reflection internally to find out what I've learned, you know, uh, after action, uh, you know, review, if you will. And, um, you know, this book, what's interesting about it to me is that this book validates some things that I've been feeling over the years, but I've never just come out and boldly said it because I've never heard anyone else successful say it. So I become very hesitant on what I talk about and what I share with other people. uh, One, unless you're a really, really close friend of mine, or two, unless it's been validated by someone else who has already, you know, who's already kind of paved the way. So super thrilled about the information that's going to come at you. Um, Michael Hyatt, you know, successful in his own right, built over a $250 million a year company. And, uh, you know, just done some really great things. He has a high impact organization. I, you know, I have no affiliate with him. You know, I'm not getting any money by, you know, pushing his book. In fact, uh, I'll just recommend I listen to it on uh, Scribed. It's uh, like nine bucks a month. And uh, I'm not even gonna give you my access code because I don't want you to think I'm doing it for the affiliate. But uh, super cheap, you get to, you know, listen to basically unlimited audios on it and uh, unlimited books. It's basically like all with a slightly reduced selection, not much in my experience, but it's totally unlimited. So for $9 a month, you get just tons of access to audio content and written content and I absolutely love it. So if you want to follow along with us, go ahead and download the book there. You can actually read the written book uh, from Scribed and you can also listen to the audio book on there as well. So super thrilled about it. 
So go ahead. We're going to hop right into this. And uh, for those of you guys that had followed me on social media, I had kind of prefaced this with um, why is October the most important month of the year? And before I get into that, I, you know, because you might be listening to this in November, December, January, February, March, April, whatever, one of the other 11 months uh, that we have. So uh, the question I want to present to you right now, and if you know the answer, or maybe you're on like me and you're on the quest for the answer for this question, but it's why are some people wildly successful and why do other people fail miserably? What's the difference? Because I believe in my heart that if we can identify what's the difference between high-performing, high-producing people and how their lives differ, not just in the results and in the tangible things that they own, um, you know, but also uh, you know, from people who fail miserably. But the reality is, is that the things that they own and the things that they have and the lifestyle that they have, it's really just a byproduct of who they are as individuals. Just like you cannot say, you know, to a piece of fruit, oh my gosh, fruit, you are an amazing piece of fruit. Mango, you have done such an amazing thing by being a delicious mango. No, the, the you know, the source is the tree. So you have to look at the tree and what what is it about the tree that produced such a delicious mango? And that's how I feel like our lives are. We cannot look at the fruit of our life and, you know, give glamour to the fruit in our life. We have to look to the tree of our life. We have to look to the root of our life and we have to look to the root of successful people's lives to find out why they're producing such luscious fruit. And then on the flip side of it, you know, why maybe unsuccessful people are having the fruit that they have in their life. And if we can create some clear distinctions between successful and unsuccessful unsuccessful people and their habits and their lifestyles, we can get to the root of why they have the fruit in their life. So that's going to be ultimately the framework uh, for a lot of these podcasts that you're going to hear coming from Endless Winning um, and specifically for sure, for sure, from Covering Your Best Year Ever by Michael high in this book. And what I like about his book is that this man, you know, he's not just some like 30 year old or 40 year old guy, not that I have anything wrong with 30 and 40 year old guys or gals. But this guy is, you know, he's seasons in life, he has decades of business experience, he has taught on goal setting and goal achievement, he has real testimonies, he has real results from stuff that he has personally implemented in his life and has had hundreds of people implement around him. So these ideas aren't just ideas, these concepts aren't just concepts, but these are proven tactics and proven skills that he's used not only in his life, but in other people's lives, uh, you know, that he's influenced. And again, for me, it actually brings a lot of validation to things that I've known on the inside, whether it's from listening to other, you know, success oriented teachings or reading success oriented books or things that I've just kind of compiled together in my own self. Uh, It brings a lot of validation to those things. So I believe that you guys are going to be, you know, mega impacted by this. And I'm super glad that you guys are joining. So now back to this question, why is October the most important month of the year? And uh, obviously, you know, I'm going to kind of give a disclaimer on this. That's my opinion, uh, you know, and I think that I've got some valid points I'm about to share with you and you're welcome to disagree. But October is now Rocktober and I am more thrilled about life in this month now than I've ever been before in history. And I'm about to tell you why. So number one reason why I believe October is the most important month of the year is that winners finish strong. We have the final quarter of the year, October, November, December, every quarter is roughly 13 weeks. And 
a 13 week period is actually a significant enough period of time that you can still make a major impact or a major difference in a certain domain in your life, whether it be, you know, you, you know, you really want to lose some weight. Maybe you're reflecting now it's October, it's towards the end of the year and you're reflecting back on your new year's resolution. Like, look, do not abandon what your new year's resolution was, whether it was a financial goal and you wanted to make an extra 10 or $15,000 this year, or, you know, for most of you, it probably was a physical goal of, you know, wanting to lose a certain amount of weight or wanting to get a certain, you know, uh, you know, a certain shape, maybe your goal was like mine and you want to look like a superhero by the end of the year. Um, okay. I'm not quite there yet. Um, you know, if you've looked at any of my pictures, but 13 weeks is still a significant amount of time to be able to make a massive impact on your life. So don't throw this, uh, you know, this last quarter away. A lot of people will say, oh, well, you know what? I didn't really hit my goal. I didn't really, you know, get to the place I want to do. I'll just restart next year. No, definitely do not do that. You need to finish strong right now. Winners finish strong. There is still time for significant advancement in your life. In these last three months, just reset. Maybe you're going to shave away some fat, uh, not physical fat, but some activity fat in your life. Maybe you're going to cut out some of the things that are not high producing activities. And maybe instead of accomplishing five or six or seven of your goals this year, you can just really narrow in and focus on one or maybe two of a max, but there is still significant period of time to accomplish some significance in your life in these last three months. So number one reason I believe October is the most important time of the year is that there is still time to finish strong and make significant impact on this year. The number two reason I believe October is the most important month of the year is that you're building your momentum for going into next year. And this is classic because a lot of times, and again, I'm going to pick, you know, Hey, look, we're here to impact people. And you're going to hear me talk about examples a lot because I want to resonate with my listeners and what your goals are and where you're at. So for most people, a lot of their goals are going to fall into either, you know, a physical goal with their body and and with their health or, uh, you know, a financial goal or a spiritual goal. Uh, Yes, there's definitely other important areas, and we're going to cover them just shortly here. Um, There's definitely other important areas and other great areas in life. But for the most part, people are going to want to lose weight, get in a better shape, they're going to want to make more money or get their finances in order, or they're going to want to grow and deepen their relationship with God. Yes, totally other areas that are mega important, you know, marital areas, avocational areas, hobbies, other things for sure, learning other languages. We'll cover that in a second. But right now, I just want to focus on the fact that we have three months in this year, and we want to finish this year strong and building momentum going into next year. And, you know, when you look at this, people are looking at like, okay, I've got Thanksgiving coming up, I've got Christmas coming up or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or whatever holidays that you celebrate. And they're thinking to themselves, you know what, I'm going to eat a ton of turkey, I'm going to eat a ton of, you know, uh, apple pie or whatever it is, you know, pumpkin pie. I I remember as a kid, one of my favorite times of year was this time of the year because we would go apple picking. I lived in northern New Jersey, right on the border of New York State. And uh, we would go to this farm called Penning's Farm. And we would go apple picking. And uh, I just loved it because my mom would let me eat like apple pie for breakfast or, you know, apple crisp for breakfast. And it was just like the smell of fall. The sm- oh, It was just beautiful. I absolutely, uh, you know, reminisce and, uh, you know, super nostalgic on that time of life. Um, but anyway, you know, people throw away their goals and they're like, man, you know what? I'm just going to give up on losing weight for this year because I know that, you know, I'm not going to have the self-discipline to follow through on Thanksgiving 
Thanksgiving and on, you know, and on Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating. And that is such a, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Don't take offense. It's such a loser mindset, man, to say, Hey, I'm going to wait for my circumstances to change before I'm going to accomplish my goal will put you in a perpetual state of losing. I want to say that again, that if you're waiting for your circumstances to change for you to accomplish a goal in your life, you will be in a perpetual state of losing. If you are waiting for the situations, the circumstances, the time of year, the events to happen in your life, for the stars to align, for success to become attainable, you will forever lose. There's never going to be a perfect day. There's never going to be a perfect time. There's never going to be a perfect scenario. There's never going to be a, a, a stars aligning moment in life where every single thing in life is perfect. And that's when it's going to take off for you. I like, you know, the, the saying is like, oh, well, I'm waiting for all my ducks to get into a row. Well, ducks don't get in a row until they're moving. If you think about it, go look at some ducks, Google them right now. If you're, if they're just chilling in a pond, they're sitting in a sporadic circle. But when ducks start to move, that's when they start to get in line. So you need to finish this year strong with momentum because when we go into next year, you're going to feel so much better 0101 when you're like, man, you know what? I've had a great routine for the last three months of being in the gym four days a week, or I've had a great routine of running 30 minutes a day, four days a week, or I've had a great routine of reading my Bible daily, or I've had a great routine of of, uh, you know, spending time with my wife on a date day once a week, or I've had a great routine of fill in the blank, whatever it is, you know, spending money within your budget or wherever you're at, you're going to feel so much more motivated. You're going to feel so much more success oriented when you're cruising into the new year with that momentum behind you, as opposed to knowing that you just ate your face off, you know, for the holidays, put on five, 10, 15, God forbid, 20 pounds in a two and a half month period of time, you're going to look at yourself and be like, Oh, man, I'm a slob. I can't believe I let myself go this year. I can't believe I did that. Oh, man. Okay, let me try to do it. And then you're going to work out for a week or two weeks or whatever the case is. And you'll be like, you know what, I give up on this. I'm just a fat piece of crap or whatever the case is. And blah, 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 blah. and look, you do not want to start next year with that type of mindset and that type of momentum. If you're looking to get your finances under control, don't go buck wild and buy everybody crazy gifts that you can't afford. Don't go, you know, putting purchases on credit cards and thinking that you're going to pay them off. No, start your new year with the discipline saying, you know what? I crushed it this past year. I did well with my finances. I got things in order because the reality is, is some of these gifts that we get people, actually, the, the reality is, is all the gifts that we get people are going to be old at some point in time. They're not going to be used anymore. They're going to be outdated. I remember when I was a kid, I got like NHL 96 for Sega Genesis. Guess what? I don't even know where that game is anymore. And my parents bought it. Maybe they financed it. Maybe they did. And I have no idea. But the reality is, is that going into debt for, you know, for yesterday's toys, for yesterday's outdated technology, it's just not worth it. But that self-discipline that you have moving into that new year and that accomplishment that you have in getting that self-discipline, that's worth its weight in gold. So just to kind of recapsulate these two areas on why I believe that October is the most important month of the year is one is that winners finish strong and you still have time for significant accomplishment. And number two is that you're building momentum into next year and you're creating a habitual uh, a habitual routine that's really going to be your platform for success for next year. So we're going to go ahead and hop right into this uh, next thing. You know, and I'm going to talk about real quick before we do that is why I feel like most people 
people actually uh, fail with setting their goals. And what I've realized about my own failures when I've missed goals and a common thread of what I've seen, you know, in other people, you know, as we've led people in sales or, you know, in my own company or whatever it is on why people fail uh, their goals. Um, so basically, it's a faulty goal system. And I'll say this is that uh, there there's such there's a such thing out there as anti-winners. So sometimes they're anti-winners are people and sometimes anti-winners are attitudes that we've allowed to be leeches onto our life. And you probably know people like this, people that normalize, you know, failure, like people are like, oh, you know, I'm making a goal to run around the block seven times every day when I get up. And then they, you know, they're like, yep, I put a block in my bedroom floor. I ran around it seven times and I went back to bed, you know, hashtag resolution fail. Like, look, I get it. Yeah, that is kind of funny, you know, but in the same sense, like you're normalizing a low standard of life. And by joking about it now, and I say this with a grain of salt, because obviously you can't take yourself too seriously. I'm not talking about people, you know, getting hyper depressed or, you know, beating themselves up for missing a goal or failing, you know, failing at things. But in the same sense, I also don't believe that we should casually accept failure and we should casually joke about a low standard of living because when we casually joke about a low standard of living, what we've actually done is we've, through humor, we've desensitized the suckiness of living a low quality of life. Like The reality is, is that if you had to ask people that are overweight, and I know I'm picking on this thing here, but this is a common area for most people. And honestly, when I was a young person, I guess I still consider myself a young person in my early 30s. But when I was in my late teens and my 20s, I told myself, I will never be a fat old man. I just told myself, I just drew a line in the sand and said, you know what? I will never be a fat old man. I don't care what it takes. I'll never be a fat old man. I will be an in shape old man one day. And the older I get, the older old becomes. I'm pretty sure that like old right now is like somewhere between 65 and 70. Probably when I was like five years old, I thought like 40 was old. And now that I'm in my early 30s, like 40 is super young. So, you know, maybe if you're like 70 years old, listen to this, I might consider you like almost old. But if you're under 70, you're young, you have a lot of life and vitality left in you. And you're going to have an opportunity right now to make next year your best year ever. Even if you've had 65 good years previously to this, your 66 year is going to be the best year of your life. If you'll tune in and if you'll apply some of these things that we talk about and what Michael Hyatt talks about in his book. So remove this idea about, you know, jovially accepting failure, you know, people will say, um, you know, uh, you know, got my gym clothes together, got in my car to go to the gym, went to Burger King instead, hashtag resolution fail. And again, like, yeah, is that kind of funny, you know, depending on the circumstances? Absolutely. But what if the person's like, 250 pounds and they're five foot seven or 300 pounds. I mean, like I feel for those people. I mean, these are people that want to make significant change in their life, but instead of owning their change and instead of owning their goals, instead they just own this jovial joking attitude about it. And they just say, Oh, well, I guess this is my lot in life. And again, Take this with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that, you know, you need to be, you know, crazy hard on yourself and you need to, you know, beat yourself up and you need to punch yourself in the face for getting a burger instead of going to the gym. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that if you casually approach your goals in life, then you're going to get casual 
you know, results. And last time I checked is that nobody uh, is, is that, you know, that the standard quo for casual results is not the epitome of what people's dreams are when they're a kid. You know, so I want to remove these anti-winners, whether they're people or their attitudes. And, you know, I'm not going to even go on it because I don't want to get too personal. But I just see it all over Instagram, all over the people like, you know, like... Uh, I don't even want to go into it, but you probably know people that make posts out there that put stuff on Instagram and like, you know, whatever it is, and they make a joke about being healthy or, you know, whatever the case is. And it's like they normalize, you know, this unhealthy level of living. And I just don't think that that's appropriate because there are people that are really struggling and they really want change in their life in these areas. And they need to be surrounded by people that are saying you can do it, that you've got the greatness on the inside of you, that you have all of the tools that you need living inside of you right now. Be one of those people. Be a winner. Don't be an anti-winner. Be a winner. When you see that, you don't necessarily need to rebuke that person being like, oh, you're an anti-winner. You stinking loser. Get out of here. No, just be like, you know what? I believe in you. You know, you see one of those posts out there. You know what? Come back at it and be like, you know what? You might have ate a burger today, but today you're going to lift a barbell. Whatever you want to say, you know, just move in the opposite vein of what if these anti-winners are doing. Don't hate on them because all hate does is breed more hate. Instead, speak love. You see someone make a joke like that. You see someone normalize failure. Don't come back at them and say, oh, you, you know, you, 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 you ridiculous person. You're, you know, you, you, what are you doing? You know, you're normalizing failure. No, don't even bother. It's not even worth your attention. Don't validate that type of activity. Instead, just put a post out there and say something like, you know what? Winning is your portion. You know what? Today is a day of winning. I see good things for my future and your future head. Just be the change that you wish to see in this world. I didn't quote that. I think it was Dalai Lama that said that. So don't, you know, don't, that's part of this, you know, this faulty goal system is anti-winners. The second thing that I want to talk about, about this faulty goal system is um, the relationship that most people have with failure. And this kind of dovetails into what I was previously mentioning with, you know, not being too salty on yourself, uh, you know, about failure having a healthy relationship with failure. A lot of people have a have a very negative relationship with failure in their life. They turn from failure. They run from failure. They do whatever it takes to not experience failure. And you might be like, well, Troy, I don't, I don't, I don't want to fail. I mean, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, I definitely don't want to fail. I mean, I want to succeed in everything. I mean, that's what, that's what endless winning is all about, right? It's about, it's about success. Well, I want to let you know something. You're not going to have significant success without failure. I want to say that again, you will not have significant success without failure. You need to learn how to have a healthy relationship with failure in your life. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by a healthy relationship with failure in your life? Well, I've Anybody that's known me for any length of time, I used to catch more flack about this, you know, a decade ago, because, you know, this was something that I said before it was cool. And now it's become a little bit more, you know, normalized. But I do not believe in the traditional schooling system. I dropped out of college, you know, halfway through my sophomore year. I'll never forget the reaction from the people around me. I was going to a, you know, a pretty good school in upstate New York, Rochester Institute of Technology. I was doing well in their graphics program, their design program 
you know, there, you know, thank God I had some talent that I developed and that I had worked on, uh, you know, put a lot of time and energy and effort into, I wasn't the best by any means, but you know, I had a promising future in there with hard work and uh, I dropped out, you know, I started to get involved in business and I started to get involved in sales and I started to surround myself by people that were financially free. And I started to realize that financial freedom was an option that I could actually live my life and my decisions wouldn't be based on whether I had to work for money, but instead that I could make money work for me. And it was like this whole paradigm shift about how to make money and how to become successful. And now fast forward, here we are 12, 13 years later. I mean, this is like what's happening is like, this is like the movement of this generation is people learning how to, you know, how to become financially free, Google, Apple, a couple other companies out there. I forget. I want to say Yahoo, but I don't remember. They, they just released an article the other day on, on some news. I really don't stay up on the mainstream media because it's such a sham in my opinion. But, you know, they released an article saying how these organizations do not even require people to have a college degree because most college degrees nowadays are shams. It's an absolute scam. I was pending $30,000, $35,000 for just tuition alone to go to a school where it was a good school. And had I, you know, continued to pursue it, I probably would have come out and had a, you know, a fairly decent job, maybe making six figures a few years after I had graduated. But I also would have been in a, over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. Like that is absolutely nuts. I mean, it's modern day slavery because people aren't free to make the decisions that they want to make for themselves because they're enslaved to debt, you know? So I know I'm going off on a little rant here on why I'm not a huge fan of modern day schooling. Look, go to school if you're going to have a job specific career. My brother is an engineer, kills it, works for one of the largest um, engineering firms in the world. He smashes it. He lives in New York City. He's doing a great job. He's got a bunch of debt that he's paying for, but he's doing very, very well in life. Super proud of him. And if you're going to do something like that, go for it. But you know what? You better kill it while you're at school. And but really, when you think about so, you know, back off the, the tangent for a second, back to, you know, some more reasons why I feel like, you know, traditional schooling sucks is that their people, the relationship it, it instills with failure, even at a young age, you like dread this F like it's like, hey, you get an F and you have to have this, you know, document signed by your mom or your dad acknowledging that you failed a class or you failed a paper or whatever it is. And look, I'm not saying that people should fail. I don't think it's like I wouldn't make a habit out of failing all the time. But the reality is, is that failure is a sign of endeavoring into an area that you don't have experience in or that you're not properly trained in. And that's okay. Now, what's not okay is failure in the same area over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, over an extended period of time. And I'm not talking about minutes or hours, but I'm talking about weeks or months, because nowadays the information is out there to become skilled and talented and crafted in just about any field that you want to become skilled, talented or crafted in. And really failures is really not an excuse over an extended period of time because you've been given all the, the tools necessary in the world around you, uh, you know, to be able to become successful. But with that being said, we shouldn't shrink away from failure. I mean, Thomas Edison failed thousands of times before he created the light bulb. You know, he, he you know, he said he all he did was found, however, I think it was like 3000 ways on how not to make a light bulb. So every time his failure was a learning experience, he learned from his failure on what not to do. Now, the idiotic part comes in is when you fail. And then the next time you approach it, you do the exact same thing. And then you fail again. And then the next time you approach the you know, you do the same thing, and then you fail again, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So that's when failure is unacceptable. But 
But if you're venturing out into something new, if you're learning something new, it's totally okay to fail. In fact, one thing that I said, you know, several months ago on a Facebook post is that there's three ways to fail. Fail early, fail often, and fail forward. And then like not even a day or two days later, someone posted a post and they tagged me in it from Will Smith. And he was saying exactly the same thing. Fail early, fail often, and fail forward. Embrace failure. Let it be a healthy part of your life and, and move from it and learn from it. Fail early, fail often, but fail forward. Embrace failure in your life. Have a healthy relationship with failure. Don't be negative on yourself. Don't, be, don't beat yourself up over it, but embrace failure to be able to move on from failure. So um, I have another thing here I was going to talk about with potential, but I'll save that for for another time. It's actually (laughs) why I hate when people say, man, Troy, you have a lot of potential. I'm not going to go into it, but it's like one of my least favorite things to be able to hear. And I'm just, you know, we'll talk about that another time. But I want you to imagine right now, what would your life look like if next year was your best year ever? And why am I saying next year and it's only October? Why? Because October, November, and December is creating the habits and the baselines that you need to smash January. Instead of starting in January and trying to get the freight train moving in January, imagine that your train has already built up momentum for the previous three months and you're plowing into next year, like ready to just smash 2019. Like, man, like you just cannot wait to get into it, tear it up and be at the end of it because you know that you're just going to absolutely crush it in 2019. 2019, what would your life look like if your marriage was the epitome of a perfect marriage? If you had peace, I'm not saying that it's argument free or that it's challenge free, but if your if your marriage was a place of solitude, a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of freedom, a place where you know that you could go away from everybody else that doesn't believe in you or that, you know, is hating on you or whatever, what it would, what would it look like if your marriage was that place, was that, was that strong place that you could go to, to receive life? Let me ask you, what would your life look like if your business exceeded all of your productions? What type of house would you be living in if your business hit the level of success next year that you're desiring it for? What would your life look like if you hit your physical goals for next year? Literally, what would your what would your physical body look like? How many pounds would you have lost? How much muscle would you have gained? What would your what would that un- area under your chin look like if you hit your goals for next year? What would your what would your midsection look like if you hit what your goals were next year? Let me ask you, if your children responded to you with love and respect and they valued you and your time and the knowledge, what would your per- parental relationship with your children look like if you had your best year ever next year. I'm telling you that this next year is your breakthrough year. The things that have seemed impossible for you in the past are going to become possible for you this year. The things that you've struggled with year after year after year, this year, even some of you will have accomplished some of the most significant goals by June of this up and coming year that you've ever, things that you've wished that you could have done for five, six, seven years, they're going to happen for you this year is going to be your breakthrough year and it's going to be your best year ever. 
So to have your best year ever in this book, and again, I highly encourage you to follow along with us in this book. We're going to have this one podcast, which is kind of like an intro to the book. And there's going to be five other podcasts that are geared to the five other sessions in this book. Um, you know, so I encourage you guys again, like I said, get unscribed. I'm not giving you my affiliate code because I don't want you to pervert why I'm recommending this. I am solely recommending this for your personal benefit. Get unscribed, nine bucks a month, unlimited audios, unlimited books. You can listen to this book. You can read this book on there. There's a lot of great tools. Uh, I've been listening to this book for the last several days and I highly encourage you to do it. But it's based on five assumptions. The first assumption, and this one is one of the ones I'm the most excited about, is that your life is divided into 10 domains. Now, why is this the most exciting for me? I'll tell you why. Because this is one of those uh, topics, this is one of these concepts that has been like rolling around inside of me for several years, but I never heard anyone else validate it. It made sense, but I'm very hesitant to really, you know, declare, if you will, or preach, if you will, things that I haven't known to be validated by other people that have had more success because I'm ultimately accountable for the information that I give. And I don't want to lead people astray with false information. So when I read these 10 domains in life, I was like, yes, 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 I'm on target. I'm on target. I'm on target. I actually used to believe that there were seven domains in life. And I actually still do believe that there's seven domains in life. And when you see here what I'm about to go over with these 10 domains, you're going to see that three of these domains actually fall really under one main category. And the other domain is, uh, you know, yes, it can be split it up into two, but they're very closely related. So I'm going to go into it. These are the 10 domains in your life. And if you have a pen or paper around, I highly encourage it. You guys write this stuff down. If not, make a, you know, make a note that boom, the, here's where the 10 domains are. I'm going to go back into 30 minutes into this podcast and I'm going to listen to these 10 domains because you have to know these 10 domains in your life to be able to have massive success. So 10 domains in every person's life. One, spiritual, your connection with God. Two, intellectual, your engagement with significant ideas. Three, emotional, your psychological health. Four, physical, your bodily health. Five, maritable, your relationship with your spouse or or significant other. Six, parental, your children, your relationship with your children or your parents. Seven, social, which is your friends and associates. Uh, Eight, vocational, which is your professional relationship, your career, your business. Nine, your avocational, which is your hobbies and your pastimes. And 10, your financial domain, which is your personal and your family's finances. Every single one of those domains uh, is super important to your life. Um, Now, the reason why I say seven is because I believe that marital, parental, and social all fall into the main category of your relational domain. Those are all relationships, right? You have a marital relationship, a parental rental relationship and you have your social relationship. So they fall all under that main domain. And then, um, you know, I hadn't separated the financial and the vocational, your professional and your financial, but I do believe they should be separated because you may have a goal within your business or within your career that is not, um, that is not necessarily tied to a financial goal. Okay. It could be employing a certain amount of people, or it could be, you know, um, developing a certain structure of your business or whatever it is that you 
yes, it might have some financial benefits to it, but it's not necessarily tied to a financial goal. So understand those 10 domains in your life and understand that every single goal, whether you want to, you know, you aspire to, you know, uh, develop your skill as an artist, uh, you know, which, you know, would be like an emotional, intellectual or avocational goal, or you want to, you know, develop your physical health, or you want to develop a relationship with a highly successful individual, or you want to improve your relationship with your spouse, or you want to improve your relationship with your kids, or maybe, you know, you're a young person right now, and you want to improve your relationship with your parents. These are all very admirable and very important domains in your life. So real quick to recap them, spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, marital, parental, social, vocational, avocational, and financial. Know these 10 domains, memorize these 10 domains, because these 10 domains are going to be the baseline for you having your best year ever. So the second assumption that this book makes, uh, which again, I love, I, you know, he, that's how he just, Michael DeHyde describes it as, you know, the, the five assumptions that you need to make. So number two is, and again, this is something that I knew, and I've got some drawings that I'll come up with and I'll produce for you guys, uh, you know, that can kind of give you a visual representation of this, but that every domain matters because they're all interconnected to every other domain. Your relationship with your spouse significantly impacts the relationship you have with your children or the relationship that you have with other people. Your job specifically relates to your emotional health. Your emotional health relates back to your relationships. Your spiritual health impacts all of these different areas. Your avocational health and your relationship with your hobbies and the fun things that you do, that makes a major impact even on your business life. Every one of these areas is interconnected, so you cannot throw any single one of these domains out. You have to understand is that every single one of these domains is important. Now, you may not spend as much time on every domain developing every domain. And I think that that's wise. And we'll cover that in a future section in a future podcast. But understand that every single one of us is, is important, and that you should have a baseline in every single one of these domains, which again, we'll talk about on another one. But you need to understand what these domains are, these 10 domains are, and you need to understand that they are absolutely all interconnected. The third assumption that we need to make is that progress starts when you know where you are. You have to know where you are to know how to get where you want to be. And this is that classic like, hey, guys, let's go to New York City. Cool. How do you get there? Well, it all depends on where you're at. Because the way to get to New York City from Florida is going to be totally different than the way to get to New York City from Holland or from Nebraska or from Toronto. So you have to understand that the way to accomplish your goal is going to change greatly. Even if somebody else has the same goal as you do, you cannot make your goals the same as another person if your baselines are different. If you're starting from two different places, you're going to have to make your approach to accomplishing that goal totally different. And that's why it's very important. We're going to cover this on, uh, actually, it'll be part of, you know, my call to action here in a second for you. But you have to know where you're at before you can make your plan to get where you want to go. You have to know your baselines. The fourth assumption that we need to make is that we can make progress in every area of our life. 
that no matter what's happened to you before in the past, no matter what's happened uh, in your experience with relationships with other people, no matter what's happened with your health, no matter what's happened with your finances, every single area can be improved. Other people have experienced success. Other people have experienced failures in those areas. And if other people have experienced success, that means you can experience success. Even if people have been, quote unquote, plagued with failure in those areas of their life, people have gotten breakthroughs on it. And if they've gotten breakthroughs, you can get breakthroughs as well. The fifth assumption that we have to make here is understanding that confidence, happiness, and life satisfaction is a byproduct of life. It is not the goal. It is not the target. This is not what we chase after. If you chase after life satisfaction, if you chase after happiness, if you chase after peace, it will elude you because these are byproducts of our growth in life. These are byproducts of how we live our life. These are byproducts of our occult, of our advancement and our moving forward in life. They're not, you know, they're not going to just be like, hey, cool, I have happiness, you know, like you can't go to 7-Eleven and buy happiness. Like you can't save enough money to buy happiness. Like you can't have a good enough relationship to buy happiness. Like you can't, like that's just not how happiness and life satisfaction work. They're not, they're not like a currency. They're not like something that can be traded. They are a byproduct of having a successful and fulfilling life. And having a successful and fulfilling life comes by having well-balanced domains in every area and seeing progress in those domains. So I want to wrap this up right now with a call to action for you. And uh, again, what I'm endeavoring to do and what's happening with this podcast is that I want to give people actionable tasks that they can actually use to actually change their life. This is not designed to just be some motivational rah-rah, you know, which I'm okay with motivational rah-rah every once in a while. But this is designed to actually give you a roadmap on how you can have your best year ever. I want to give you actionable steps that you can actually apply that are going to make a real tangible difference in your life. Now, the only way that that's going to happen is for you to do something. Nothing changes unless something changes. Your results will not change until your actions change. I'm going to say that again. Your results will not change unless your actions change. So take action and take action now. And I'm going to give you specific action to take based on this book and based on my personal experience. Number one call to action is you have to know where you're at right now. Forget about making goals. Forget about where to do, where you want to go. Forget about where you want to be. The first thing we must do right now is determine where are we at. I want you to write down those 10 areas in your life, spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, marital, parental, social, vocational, avocational, financial. I want you to write down every one of those areas on a piece of paper. And I want you to grade yourself in every one of those areas. Give yourself a score, a one through 10, six, seven, nine, two, 
whatever it is, give yourself a grade in those areas. We have to figure out where you are. Write them down. This can't be something that you just think. You have to write it down. There has to be, I encourage you, get a journal, get a little notebook. You can get them on Amazon, get a little, whatever you want to do, get a little waterproof pocket notebook, get a big fancy journal, get a leather bound one. It really doesn't matter to me, but get something that you have to write. Write the vision and make it plain. Write where you're at. You have to write the plan down for you to be able to move forward there. Don't write down your goals. Don't write how you want to improve. The goal for this right now, (laughs) I just used the goal for this. The intent for this right now is that you just figure out where you are. This is a reality check. How are your finances? Do you have a budget set up? Don't say, oh, I want to set up a budget. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, do you have a budget? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being you execute your budget flawlessly, one being you don't even know what the word budget means, where do you fall on that? How's your health physically? 10 being you're at the best shape that you could ever possibly be at. I'm not saying you're in the best shape of your life because some people are in the best shape of their life, but they're still not where they should be. You know, they, they could be in the best shape of their life and still be terribly out of shape. I'm just saying on a scale of one to 10, right where you're at, we need to figure out where you are and have a reality check. In the podcast to come, we're going to be going over a five-step approach that is going to help you have your best year ever. We're going to help you guys overcome your doubts. We're going to help you resolve failures of the past. Man, people are plagued with fa- I know I used to be plagued with failure of the past. I would be hesitant to start a new endeavor or to do something on my own. Even with these podcasts, I was hesitant to do it because I said, man, can I really commit to doing something? But I've been able to get resolve of the past on that. And I've been able to approach this with boldness and move forward now. Even though we're just starting this as a podcast, I had launched a conference call uh, several weeks ago, and we're just staying consistent on it. We're making it happen. So the third is to create a proper goal framework. This is what I'm super, super excited about because I realize that most people just don't have the proper framework to build upon. And then we're going to help you develop unswerving motivation, how to stay excited and how to stay on task, even when you don't feel like it. And then finally, the fifth and final, you know, podcast of the next five steps is going to help you empower and equip you to take action on it. My name is Troy Bravenbore. I am so thrilled that you're on this Endless Winning Podcast. Follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Troy Brave, Twitter, whatever it is. Give me some feedback. I want to hear from you what you love about this, what you don't like about this. I'm not a podcast pro. I'm just hungry and I'm just thirsty to make an impact in people's lives. I want to know what you like. I want to know what you didn't like. Give me some feedback. I love you guys and I believe that the best is yet to come.